Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com with me, your host, Martin. Great question from Jack today um, that I'm going to use as the subject for this podcast because I thought I can answer Jack, but it'd be really good if I could answer all of you because I get these kinds of questions a lot and, I, and the answer I'm going to give is something that I think will kind of change a lot of people's opinions about the subject I'm going to go into. So without further ado, Jack's question is this, Martin, why should I test my strategies? Why should I back test? Why should I forward test them? Why should I test them before putting money on? I just want to put money on my strategy. I've created a strategy. I like the look of it. I just want to start investing in it. Well, I was thinking about this and there's obviously a few obvious answers that I give to this question a lot of the time. And a lot of you sitting there who have heard me talk for a while will probably think, well, yeah, I know the answer to this. And actually, it's pretty obvious, right? If you don't test something, um, you're just putting your money at risk without actually knowing how it's going to go. The clearest answer I can give to any question surrounding the subject of testing is this. In trading, the number one thing you are trying to do is eliminate guesswork and luck as much as possible. I'm going to say that again. The number one thing you're essentially trying to do in sports trading is eliminate luck and eliminate guesswork. Think about it. I send you on who wants to be a millionaire, right? In fact, let's imagine I sent someone with no general knowledge onto who wants to be a millionaire, right? Actually, they might have watched a few who wants to be millionaires, but you know, they don't necessarily know have an incredible general knowledge. Similar to sports traders who start out, right? They might have watched a lot of football matches, maybe not a ton of knowledge about sports trading. And let's say I put that contestant on who wants to be a millionaire. And every question they got, they guessed the answer to. I'm not talking slumdog millionaire where they knew the answer because of amazing coincidences that had happened in their life. I'm talking about just guessing, right? How much money would they make? The truth is they're probably going to go home with nothing, right? Pretty simple truth. In a game where it's actually quite easy to make money on Who Wants to be a Millionaire, not many people go away with absolutely nothing. Some people, at least, at worst case scenario, get a grand. A lot of people get 16, 32, whatever it is now that you can still have another guess at and it's kind of like the place to be. My point is, when you're looking at sports trading, if you're just guessing on a strategy, you are doing exactly what this person on Who Wants to be a Millionaire is doing. You're just guessing at everything. And the truth is, you're probably going to lose your money. In fact, almost certainly you're going to lose your money. There's a couple of issues with people who are, who are reluctant to test that I'll always have. Number one, it's indisciplined, right? I, I often mention other jobs. And so let's think about, let's just go for a professional footballer. You're all sports fans, right? Well, most of you will be. Do you think if you're a professional footballer, you could have got there without training? How many times do you play football, you know, children who become professionals, 
How many t matches did they play before they became professional? Before they actually started to make a profit out of football rather than spending money? Now, like I say, everyone spends money on training. People spend money on training at BetfairTradingCommunity.com. People spend money on training for football, training gear, shoes, boots, goals, balls, etc., etc. My God, tennis. Imagine the money I've spent on tennis over the last few years. I, I dread to think what the figure would be if I added it all up. The rackets, the match fees, the club membership, the balls, all this kind of stuff right but it's important Andy Murray did not get paid as a tennis player until he played thousands of tennis matches that's the truth right so people who are reluctant to test I always think well it's a discipline issue and it is and it is first and foremost it is you know the amount of people that come up to me and say Martin I started trading I didn't get any help and I blew my bankroll because I went in straight away and just bet on what I thought, what I fancied. I get the temptation, right? I really do. And I, and I say this quite a lot. I'm not having to go at anyone here. Because I think it's easy and I think most people do actually make this mistake. And unfortunately, we lose a lot of good traders by the wayside because of it. But why do we test? We test to eliminate as much of the guesswork from our strategies as we possibly can. Think about the horse racing software which is just released, right? We've got back testing on that. You can now go back and test your horse racing strategy for the last, I think at the moment it's about 15 months, and see exactly how that strategy performed. You can actually look at which odds would have been best, which race courses would have been best, which class of race which would have been best. Loads of different things you can test to work out, okay, this strategy, if I'm going to go with it, these look like the best parameters. And then the next thing you should do, test it forward. I'd want you to get two or three months testing in before you're putting really big stakes on a strategy, even though it's been back tested. Kind of gives you that double bubble, that little bit of extra assurance, right? And I think that's really important. Now, saying that, I'd be surprised as many people sitting there who go, well, that sounds like a stupid idea, right? I think 99.9% .9 of people, logical, clever, intelligent people, will understand that what I'm saying makes sense, right? So why don't people do it? Why don't people do it? I've got my set and forget strategies on the football. You know, I've clearly said for, I mean, I think I'm about two and a half months in now. I've clearly said every single week in videos and on the thread, this is in testing. I'm not putting any money on it yet. How many people have put money on one of those strategies? Just think about it. We've all seen it. And again, I'm not having to go at anyone. My point is, it's amazing how tempting these things can be when they're not optimal. There's nothing optimal about betting on a strategy that hasn't been thoroughly tested. It's an interesting time of the year because as we're coming up to summer, the Euro leagues die down, but a lot of the summer leagues, the South American Asian leagues, rise up. And I really like trading those leagues. Um, and actually, the selections for me become a lot more manageable over this period, which I actually quite enjoy. But this needs a, a set of testing. You know, if you've never tested your strategy on summer leagues, well, you sure as hell want to know which leagues it works for. 
you know, and a lot of the stuff I'm testing, I'm probably going to be testing it another three months to find out how the summer leagues cope. And then I'll have a really good scope. In fact, even if I went live after six months, so the three months of the Euro leagues and the three months of the summer leagues, I still want to test for another six months plus just to see how it gets on, even if I'm using small stakes at that point. It's really important that we know what our strategies are doing and why they're doing them. Horse racing strategies. I created some lay strategies. Now I've got a couple of them that are quite high risk in terms of you're laying at fairly big odds. It can be odds up to 11. If some people aren't comfortable with and that's absolutely fine. If that's not something that suits you, please do not ever follow those strategies. However, they've shown to have a good profit in backtesting. In fact, a very good profit in the long run. Um, and the key really is just finding an edge in the market. We all know that. So odds aren't massively relevant if you've got an edge. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I told you there's a 99% chance Man City are going to beat Real Madrid tonight, which I don't think, by the way. But if I said that, and then I said Man City are 1.5 odds, you might sit there and go, oh, I don't really like backing at 1.5. But you're getting huge value because market's saying 66%, I'm saying 99%. If my 99% is true, that's a 33% increase on the odds. So even though you might not like betting at shorter odds like 1.5, you're actually getting huge value mathematically. And that's not questionable, by the way. Some people try and question this, which makes me laugh because it's this isn't a point of view. This is a mathematical fact, right? Value and edge is the difference between the probability and the odds you're getting. And in this case, for every £100 you bet with, you're going to make £33 on average. So think about that. That's that's a nice, healthy edge. If you had that every single trade, you'd be a millionaire in no time, right? Okay. We're not even looking for edges anywhere near that big in general. But anyway, so these, this is quite a high-risk uh, horse lay strategy. And I noticed something quite early on. I was I was getting my bets on early in the day because I like to just get them done and, and move on with my day. That's the whole point for me about horse racing and set and forget. I don't want to be hanging about before each race and stuff like that. And what I found was actually the horses, what I'd do, so say a horse was 17 when I checked it. I'd put a lay in at 11 and hope it got matched through the day. Now, I wouldn't take this in play. But nonetheless, I noticed that the ones where it did come from 17 to 11, they were winning quite a lot. And that had taken a huge hit. In fact, one of my horse strategies is about 24 points down. I mean, bear in mind, one 11 loser is going to cost me 10 points. So it's quite easy to get 24 points down. It's, it's not the end of the world. But if I hadn't got those horses where, when I checked early on, they weren't in the odds range, that strategy would not be down at all. Just think about that for a second. So I had a very easy, obvious thing. I looked at it even at shorter odds and it was a similar story. I shouldn't try and get the odds I want just by leaving a trade in there because the reality is if that horse is steaming in, there's probably a reason for it. In fact, there could be an argument to be said that in that scenario, what I should be doing is looking to back the horse, right? It might be something to look at in the future. However, I just want to get these lay strategies nailed down at the moment. Since I've done that, the results have improved. Okay, 
one of them's nearly back to evens and the other one is has got a little bit better um, and want it to keep getting better but we'll see what happens there still not sure but again this is why forward testing is important I want to see well April this year how did that compare to April last year okay is are these patterns gonna hold up in the future or was that just a freak year last year these are the questions you you have to find the answers to and forward testing can really help with that um, now like I say, a lot of people don't like trading at those odds. Well, find strategies with odds that do suit you. But just have an edge. One of my lay strategies is I lay horses between odds of 1.69 and 2.20. Pretty palatable for every trader, I'd imagine, though, those kind of lay odds. That's the thing. You've got to find what works for you. So when people say to me, and this is, this is probably the greatest question, is when people say to me, Martin, I've got this strategy, and they list me some criteria they use. And then they say, what would be the perfect exit point? What? What would be the perfect exit point? How in the hell would I know? <laughs> like, seriously, how would I know? If you've got a load of criteria you're using for your strategy, that, your strategy is unique. I mean, this is a great thing about Betfair Training Community. We can create so many unique strategies. I can't know what your best exit point would be. I mean, I, I can work it out in the horse racing software because I'd just go back through the back testing. I'd use your filters if you gave them to me and then just go, right, I'll test them at these odds, at these odds, at this odds range. Okay, this is your best odds range and these are the best courses. But also testing forward will help with that. And then you've got data you can analyse yourself and go, okay, I've got the data from the back testing, but I've also got my own data from the last couple of months. Let's see whether that pattern, those patterns have continued on. And that's what's really interesting with this. Right? This is what I love about testing is that it enables you to find out this stuff. So my answer to that question is always this. Test it and find out. What's the best exit point? Test it and see. Because it's a how long is a piece of string question. And I think it's something people really struggle with. They go, oh, well, I've got out... See, what a lot of people like to do is they like to create arbitrary exit points, which has never made a ton of sense to me, where they're like, well, I get it at evens, and then I try and get out 1.5, um, but if the price goes to 2.5, I take a stop loss. I'm like, okay, is that what your testing showed you was the right thing to do? Oh, no, I just thought they were nice kind of round numbers and kind of made sense to me. Yeah, it might do. It might work perfectly, but the problem is you've got no idea because you haven't tested it. Just think about that. You have not tested that strategy to find out what the best exit points are. You're just trying to kind of guess. And again, what we need to eliminate as much as possible is the guesswork. And I know for some people this is going to be a bit of a kind of higher learning podcast, but I, I want to do podcasts like this as well because I really want people to grasp the concepts of trading because I think once you get those concepts of trading, you really understand a, how to make money at trading, and B, why we work so hard to produce this software. Because the software doesn't just benefit us and you, it benefits the community as a whole. We can work together, we create strategies together, we can help you create strategies, which is one of the big things we're doing on the horse racing. Because the horse racing, it turns out you have to watch some videos to learn how to use it. 
you know, a bit like a computer game you start playing, you have to do a bit of a tutorial. Well, the thing is, what we're learning is that people don't like to watch videos. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's the easiest thing you can do, watch a video and learn from it, I find. But I find a lot of people just don't like to watch videos. So we're helping people create strategies. We're trying to talk people through the process and things like that. And we're very aware that one of the beautiful things about our software is the unique strategies we can create. And the fact that you can say, well, Martin, I want a strategy that does this, this and this. These are the kind of areas I'm interested in. This is the type of trade I want. What's the best I can do with this? What's a good strategy? Create me one. And we can do that. So, you know, what I kind of leave you with here is if you are one of those people who's at all unsure about testing, it's actually crazy. It, it, it's crazy not to test it. It doesn't benefit anyone. It doesn't benefit you. And it certainly doesn't benefit your bankrupt. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll be back with another one soon.